my gosh. Hello. How do you feel for a seal? So good for a seal. Amazing. Ellie and I are FaceTiming right now, which is super exciting because I haven't seen her amazing face since December. In two months. Holy guacamole. Oh my goodness. Say hello to Zion. Hi, Zion. Hello. He's mad mad at me. What'd you do? Because I didn't let him bring his stick in the house. You should have let him bring a stick in the house. No, it was dirty and gross <laughs> and wet because it's Washington. Fine. That's that's understandable. He's he's a crusty boy. Zion is oh, a dog who belongs to some friends of ours. And he doesn't have any, any teeth, so his tongue is, like, constantly out. And it's, like, it's aggressive. Um, and I don't like it. Other people are more accepting, though, like Ellie. <laughs> Yeah, except when he's licking my legs when I'm trying to put my pants on. Hate that. Like a weirdo. That's that's the only time. Only time. When I'm trying to put my pants back on. He's like, it's time to lick right meow. I have to take advantage of it before it goes away. (laughs) Before it goes away. Oh, no. Crazy. Crazy boy. Anywho. So news stuff going on in the southern resident world yeah uh oregon governor kate brown sent a formal letter to washington governor jay inslee damn come down so that's huge yeah that is huge um yeah so basically right now kind of what i'm feeling from this community is like a call to action like you know, because we've got the March for the Dams coming up the first, what is it, through like the 23rd? Yeah. Yeah. So that is going on from Portland to, um, what is it, the Iceberg one? Ice Harbor. Ice Harbor, which is the lowest of the lower four Snake River Dams. So if you guys can go, I would highly recommend it. Um, fortunately, I was able to get a really cheap flight um, because Southwest, I had Southwest points. So I will be there like the 2nd through the 4th of March, which I'm super stoked for. We would love to see you there. Um, yeah, I don't know if Ellie's going or not. Her work schedule is unpredictable, so we will see what happens. We would love to see her there, but also we understand you guys have lives, and most people can't take off 23 days to go march for Wales as much as we all want to, but do what you can, you know. Um, yeah. So let's get these dams down. We don't have time. We do not have time for these dams to be up, and no, we're done. We're over it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, yeah. What else do we want to talk about? Anything so, else we need to talk about? Yeah. So, we usually, so we, I didn't have a question this week, but I had requests for orca sounds. Not orcas, but like any kind of animal sounds. Um, I don't have any animal sounds, but I will obtain them on my boat and then I will put them on here eventually once I find some animal sounds specifically whales and dolphins the lime kiln hydrophone is online I think center for and then I think orca network has it on their website as well so if you ever want to hear those residents going by San Juan Island you can always tune into that yes or possibly transients because that's what we're seeing a lot more of but they're not very talkative that's true. 
That is very true. Um, yeah, and then as far as our debrief, did you get a chance to listen to the most recent episode? Get a chance to listen to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was super fun, and I just, like, felt that we should post that to um, allow people to get, like, a, like to be a part of the scientific process, you know? Um, so there's a lot of different ways that we can conduct research that is impactful um, to managing wildlife and to understanding wildlife. And what Adelaide was doing is basically understanding the human side of things. Um, and I just thought it would be cool to let people listen to it. Um, it made me feel very motivated to continue with like this project. Not that I was going to stop doing it, but like even more so. Um, it's really motivating to me to... Um, kind of have the support of people from around the world who all believe, you know, that we should be protecting the Southern residents. Uh, so that was really, that was probably one of the more impactful interviews for me personally. Um, but yeah, what were your thoughts? I thought it was really interesting. I thought she had some really good questions. Um, and she had some really interesting takes on things. Um, I Like you, I was really, I was really jazzed to hear that you know, she had been so inspired by our podcast. I didn't think our podcast was that far reaching. That's, uh, that, was that was my thought too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's she, for someone who's never seen these whales. She, she knows so much and I'm so glad to hear that she's recovery and to, you know, finding solutions to management with them. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely inspiring. It's like, you know, people from around the world, they get it, you know. Um, but, yeah, that was also really cool, too, to, to kind of realize that this is impactful. Um, and I think that that just kind of is kind of evidence for this idea of planting a seed. Like, you don't know where it's going to grow. You don't know what's going to happen. And that's why I always encourage people to have a positive attitude and have a message of hope and you know, do what they can when they can, because you never know like who you're inspiring or what you're doing. Um, and one of my big inspirations for actually going through with this, because I've been talking about doing a podcast for like over a year and, um, I finally decided to hone in and like focus on it. And then I decided to like really go through and post it after talking to Jordan Lerma because, um, he just has a really interesting story. He comes from a finance background and then he just was like, this is not for me. And basically just like paved his own way into this field. And like, he's self-taught and he just was like, I'm gonna just do it. And also I really love that he's, um, very outspoken. Like he will just like, he doesn't have any fear in saying like the truth. He's very motivated by the truth. And I just thought that like, him just paving his way, but also, like, watching out for the whales and being super informative. I was like, cool, this person, like, I want to have the same type of energy that this person has. And so, like, he probably doesn't realize the impact that he had, but, like, him just sharing his story, it was, like, planting a seed. And then, you know, we go on and we plant another seed, and hopefully if we all plant enough seeds, we'll have, you know, enough fruit to basically get these dams down and get these whales saved. I mean, there's other things too. It's not just the dams right now. That's the focus just because we got the March for the dams. And I personally am passionate about that particular issue. Um, but we need everybody on all the issues. Cause I don't, I, we, you, you know, as, as much as we're passionate about certain things, there's only so much each of us can do. So. Absolutely. And like, at the end of the day, like, it goes back to what, what you know, 
you talk to Adelaide about and what I talk to Michael and Stephen about, it's like have that conversation because not a lot of not everybody's going to know all about you know the seven residents and what issues are affecting them and how we can help and like at the end of the day you know the more people we can impassion with all that stuff the better yeah so which kind of goes back into planting the seeds yes and speaking of planting seeds the one thing that i did find really interesting that she said which i have kind of noticed throughout this project too is she said that people just have completely different information like not even different opinions but just like different information and so i do just want to reiterate that you know, when you are making choices and when you're learning about these things, um, as helpful as like, you know, social media and and things are, we want to like go to like Deborah Giles page and like her website, uh, or Orca network or the center for whale research or like Noah's website, Cascadia research. Like those are the places where you want to find your information. Um, if you're curious about stats on um, whale watching, go to Soundwatch. Like they've got all the stats. So um, definitely make sure that, you know, before you start jumping on the bandwagon of something, um, make sure it's correct. Um, I think we can definitely be more impactful with that. You know, we want to we want to do things based in the truth and we want to do things that are fair to everybody. And if we just like jump on something without fact-checking and making sure that it's actually correct, um, that's not going to be helpful or impactful. So just, like, make sure your facts are correct and there's plenty of people that are willing to talk to you and answer your questions. So we're happy to answer them. But um, that comment just kind of, like, with with her saying that, it just, like, makes me realize there's so many people involved, but we are so unorganized. Um, And we need to to organize, which I think is, like, slowly what's happening – um, but yeah, there's a lot of different information out there. There's a lot of people on different pages. We need to get on the same page because, um, you know, if we're all fighting one another, we can't get anything done. And I've said that a bunch of times and I'll say it again. <laughs> but yes, definitely bears. Uh, it's worth repeating for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a really good interview. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad we got to talk to her. Yes. So like well, you guys talked to her. Yes. Was it was a good time? I can't hear you, my dude. What? Oh, there you are. Okay, I couldn't hear you for a sec. Yes, we love technological <laughs> difficulties. That has been like the biggest struggle of this project. Oh my god, and it stresses me out. All the technological difficulties. Like I'm usually somebody that can maintain my stress pretty well. That savvy one. I yeah, I'm not like Ellie that just deletes an episode. I just walk out and she's deleted an entire episode. It was fine. I had it backed up on the hard drive, but you know, tis life. Uh, whoops. Whoops. Um Did you burp again? I can't. <laughs> there's there okay, so the the house next door is a vacation rental. And there's lots of coming and going from that house. So he's constantly barking to inform these people that this is his house and that they can't come into it. And it's ridiculous all the time, all the time, all the damn time. Jesus, Zy dog. And he couldn't even bite him. All he'd have to do is just like aggressively lick. But honestly, that would deter me from breaking into his house. Let's be real. He is a master of tripping, I have discovered. He, like, I'll be doing something or walking somewhere, and all of a sudden he'll just zip in front of me. I'm like, I'll be like, where are my legs? Oh, they're right right behind Zion. Uh, it, that's my spot. 
crusty croissant dogs doing crusty croissant things. Crusty croissant. Crusty croissant strikes again. <laughs> can't get away from them. You can't, can't do it. Can't Ellie cannot get away from the spoiled, loud crusty croissant dogs. He's a pie dog, pie's eye. Pie's Are you a pie? Are you a pie? Are you, are you, are you a pie? Are you a pie? Okay, so we're cutting most of this out. Yes. Uh, um, so fam, um, this week we're going to talk about weird things that whales and dolphins do that you probably also do. But differently, because you're not a whale or a dolphin. Um, so there are some bottlenose dolphins out there that have been um, observed, like harassing pufferfish. Like they'll get them to the point where they puff up, and that's like the defense mechanism of the pufferfish. A lot of them have toxins. Speaking of fucking pufferfish, there's this just fell off my ceiling. That was a fish oh on my, my ceiling, God. and it just fell. Wow! You manifested it. I manifested a fish falling. So pufferfish have toxins in them, and these toxins are theorized to essentially kind of be getting the dolphins high. Like, that's what they compare it to. But essentially what's going on with these dolphins is they've been seen passing around the pufferfish... And um, the toxins alter their like mind and behavioral state. So there's there's my weird fact for weird things whales and dolphins do. Um, gray whales in Baja, and I don't know if we've talked about this before. They are so down in Baja, California, where they breed and where they have babies. Yeah, but they bring their babies right up to the freaking boat. To have humans pet them. Isn't that wild? So I was talking to Chase about that, and he was like, he brought up an interesting point is that, like, he thinks that there's some gray whales that are still alive in the days that gray whales were getting hunted. Yet they, like, he theorizes that they've been basically able to forgive humans. But when we see them here in Monterey and when we see them in Washington, they're just like, zip like we gotta go like we don't have time for you but then they're all like hey come touch me love me um do you think that's like like uh like an oxytocin imbalance like they're just so hopped up on like their love hormones from having babies or like mating that they just want to like have all the pets all the pets potentially his theory was that like basically while they're going down the coast like they're just so focused on not being eaten by orcas that once they get there it's like party time they're like hells yeah like (laughs) shell yes we did not get eaten by orcas (laughs) but it's people say that they're like the dumbest whale because they travel the longest and then get eaten along the way (laughs) which like understandable yeah like if there's good food, like, I don't know. How far would you go to get, like, in and out I mean, not that far because it's down the street for me. Wow. Yeah. Um, no, but I get what you're trying to say. I get what you're trying to say. Um, God, are you? Yeah, excuse me. 
Other weird things is sometimes dolphins like to sexually encounter humans. We're not talking about that. <laughs> We're talking about that again. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so story time. So the first porpoise that we ever tried to record pretty much had to be completely deleted because it just got out of hand because there was a study done by I think by Monica Lovett or something like that I should look it up but this was like a study that was funded by NASA this woman literally like gave a dolphin LSD his name was like Pete and she lived in the tank with this dolphin gave him LSD she was literally like touch his like touch his genitals to like get his semen it was a whole thing which is something that we see in captivity but usually for the purpose of collecting the semen this was not it was not for that purpose and so this is i just want everyone to know we've come a long way in science that's real that's a real thing that happened and we were gonna be we we're like we're not gonna talk about it but here's the thing truth hurts that's what lizzo says that's exactly lizzo the rizzo okay and that's the name of this episode <laughs> jesus christ so that's another weird thing that they do do you have you have another more weird weird weird? Fact, uh sperm whales sleep vertically oh that until paul nicklin posted a bunch of pictures that he was taking of sperm whales i think in the, off the coast of new zealand I don't remember quite, quite, quite well, but yeah, I don't know why. I don't know how, like, I don't know if it has to do with, like, their spermaceti or what it is, but they sleep vertically. That's insane. Well, their heads are, like, weirdly shaped, so, like, maybe it has to, like, when your head is just looking like that, you need to sleep vertically. (laughs) I don't know. Um... Yeah, so that's that's some weird stuff that they do. Um, I think you're cutting out. You were cutting out a little bit, too. Great. All right, what's some other weird stuff? Let's see. Hmm. Sperm whales also take on the largest cephalopod known to mankind, the giant squid, Sick. regularly as a prey. So they're badasses yep we love these badass whales that just get out there and do whale shit here's the thing is it's funny because i feel like people like you know they think of whales and they're like oh my god cute like they, they it kind of has like the same reputation as like an elephant but then people forget that these animals are literally out here being savages like literally just taking things down and there it is oh I don't know if we mentioned this on this podcast. However, recently it was discovered that a bowhead whale had a, I think it was an 18th century harpoon in its body and it had healed over, which indicates that it had been harpooned in the 18th century and it's still alive, which indicates it's more than 200 years old. Holy guacamole. That's insane. And that is why I continue to reiterate, we know nothing. Like, we know some things. We have conclusions based on the stuff that we've gathered, but we have not been around long enough to know 
a whole lot. Studying whales has not been around long enough to know a whole lot. So constantly, even if we find out something, we're like, okay, it could be different. That's crazy. Oh, that is a resilient whale right there. Was it found dead or alive? Alive. It's still living. Did they, did they tag it? I didn't, I didn't read about any tagging or anything like that. Okay. Um, also while we have the mic and we're talking about tagging, um, I just do, cause I get this question a lot when I'm on boats, not all whales are tagged. We tag some whales. It depends on the area of the world that you're in. It depends on who's studying them. Tagging a whale takes a lot of money, effort, stress. Um, one of the cool ways that we can study a lot of animals is using photo ID, which is what we use for the killer whales, for the humpbacks. Um, we use like the bottom of the fluke of the humpbacks. We take pictures. That's how we can determine who the individual is. There's certain patterns on the bottom with the orcas. We we use their fin, obviously. Um, that can really only help us so much as far as just like collecting surface-based like behavioral data. However, yeah, not all whales are tagged. So, um, you know, there are some that are tagged, not all of them. There's a lot of different ways that you can tag animals. Um, most of the time with whales, they use suction cups. With lions, they use radio collars. Um, and there's a new method being tested called tadpoling, which essentially um, researchers are able to get a core of the dolphin um, cartilage like of their um, dorsal fin it's like in literally like a split second they're able to push this cartilage out to get like um, biological data but then also push a pin through to tag the animal wow yeah also you want to know um before so before they they learned that like photo id was like a thing that you could do thank you michael biggs um for that There were dolphins, like the Sarasota Dolphin Research Project, back in the day, they would um, freeze brand a lot of the animals, so they would do, like, captures, and then they would, like, yeah, like, freeze brand, so take something that's really cold and, like, brand the animal, kind of like you would a cow, but, like, different because it's a dolphin and it's wild, um, and put a number on it, and that's how they were able to determine who the individuals are. Yeah, they do that with uh, some stellar sea lions out here on the West Coast. Crazy. Well, yeah, because I feel like stellars, like, how, like, you couldn't use photo ID on those because they're, they're all pretty much the same color, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah, wow. sea lions, I kind of, I've determined, I feel like if um, Peaches had, like, a sole animal that was a wild animal, it'd be a sea lion because it's, like, loud, obnoxious, acrobatic. <laughs> Crusty, crusty as crust. <laughs> Manipulative. Manipulative. <laughs> Yum. Do I have a I have, I, yes. I have a no. joke. I have a joke. No. I have a joke. God, no. <laughs> Which you already know the answer to because I already asked it. So, why are dolphins not good at school? <laughs> Because they work below sea level. <laughs> you guys should see Ellie's face and you should see my face. It's great. We love puns. Ellie looks pissed. She's livid. She is livid. Good thing I like you. Thank you. <laughs> Good thing. Yes, yes. Um. All right. So, Graham on the Graham... So, 
San Juan Wild, actually. If any of you are interested in, like, all the wildlife that goes on in the San Juan Island, although there are pictures of killer whales on there, um, they've got so many cute pictures of foxes. Uh, San Juan Islands actually have a disproportionate amount of melanistic uh, foxes, black foxes. Uh, they've got all kinds of birds, uh, bald eagles, great blue herons, things like that. Um, they're really um, informative and interesting Instagram to follow. Highly recommend. Yes. Okay. And since you brought up melanistic, we should talk about the difference between amelanistic, melanistic, and albinism or albino animals. <laughs> So, amelanistic animals are often confused for albino animals because they are lacking melanin, which is essentially what creates darker skin pigmentation. Um, but, however, they are different from albinos because albino animals and people have red eyes as well. The amelanistic animals do not. And then you're saying melanistic animals are having dark melanin. Huh. Do you do you know why um, San Juan Island has more melanistic whale or whales um, uh, foxes? Why why are the whales melanistic? Uh, I would imagine it's a bottleneck effect. I mean, a certain subset of animals get transported over to via currents or via something else over to the islands, and then settlers extirpated all of the native predator species in the 1800s so what you know melanistic animals usually die earlier and before they're able to um, contribute to the gene pool um, because they're black and they're a lot more obvious well this gene probably came over to the islands post extirpation of all those predator species and probably did did really well Mm -hmm. because they could contribute to the gene pool and not have uh, predation. Sick. So that's, that's my hypothesis. That is her hypothesis. Yes. See, it's so important to talk about science because we can sit here and bounce different ideas off of each other and figure out what the heck is going on on this planet. Because what the heck? Because it, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well, my roommates are home now and my dog is probably going to start being a terrorist. So, um... <laughs> We shall we shall say goodbye. So goodbye friends. Goodbye those friends. Goodbye.